0: We're here. Oh. What's up? What are we do. So I'm trying something. So I'm going production value up. Do you feel the vibe? Did I like it? Okay. Okay. What's up guys? Welcome to the How to Win a Baseball <laughs> Podcast Instagram with my guy, Rojas, Upping the production value, a little background intro music right here. I'm um, going to be continuing to promote. We're going to be getting another Instagram page going, get some other ideas, we have some more interaction directly for the community, but we still will be broadcasting and stuff on here as well. Um, Alex and I have some cool ideas on things that we have coming up. I'm very excited about the future and how we plan on working together and putting out some, some ideas and some things that we know are going to help the baseball community. so, Welcome, you guys. I appreciate it. Um, if you haven't checked out any one of us, uh, please follow him or myself. I'm broadcasting on the community now, but throw your questions in the uh, comments. If anybody has any questions while we're going through and talking about some stuff, I can't wait to get into these baseball games for the past couple days. I've already got the Cardinals Dodgers um, YouTube highlight video, ready, and I'm already Already, hot. let me find a shorter one. How
1: about that walk off <laughs> last night? Yeah.
0: Unreal, unreal! Baseball is amazing, right?
1: You know what? One of the coolest parts about watching Chris Taylor swing is that that guy was like not supposed to be in that moment five years ago. You know what right. I mean? Like, he was mm-hmm. just playing for the Mariners. He was just a guy on their squad. Like, he wasn't a superstar. Right. right. The right coaching staff tells him what to do based on what they see. And, I mean, my number one Chris Taylor memory is when he led off the World Series with a fucking bomb for the Dodgers. And he put it, like, 15 rows deep in a left field. Like,
0: yeah, sure.
1: how does that moment happen for a guy like that? It's pretty cool.
0: It is, for sure. I mean, it was black at that, for sure. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's he, funny. He was
1: trying after that first swing. I was like, oh, well, he's trying to
0: walk this game off. I watched the slider. Let me pull it up. At least, let's see this. Oh, they got the whole standing in this highlight. Um, anyway, Reyes, you know, that guy's, Closer of the year, right? Something like that. Pretty good. Um, Right? Pretty good, right? And weird highlights. Anyway, the slider, you know, something. something, I'm just going east coast, west coast here, right? Right. Latin guy, Missouri, humid, hot, easy to throw sliders, spinning it all day, right? And then you got, you're playing in L.A., a little cool air, Right, not the same sticky stuff. Right, don't exactly have the feel of your slider that night. Mistakes happen. Right, mistakes happen. That's that's rough that's something that I feel like we don't talk about enough. Going East Coast West Coast, being an East Coast guy myself, coming over here, and how much the air and the environment where you're playing in your home field affects the, you know being comfortable with the ball in your hand. Midwest is very humid. St. Louis
1: in September—that's going to be a more humid environment,
0: you know. Right. So, are really, growing, um, you know, for, uh, um, in, in Washington, right? Very humid place. Even when it's cold, it's still humid. Right. A lot of—I believe there are big fog, have a bunch of fogs that kind of, you know, puts precipitation up in the air. So you, you can you can hold a baseball. You know what I mean? I played in Virginia too. I remember the same thing. It was like. If the ball feels sticky, like, I, I've got a little stick on it right now, and, and, and it just it feels better, right? And then, mm-hmm. But I know I go out there, and it does not feel like this all the time. You know? It, it feels slick, right? Right. So, you know, I mean, watching Wainwright do his thing, he didn't have a problem, but he's a vet, right? He probably knows, you know? So you got this younger, closer guy that really hasn't experienced that, you know? What's he, 26, I mean, 27? That guy's young. <laughs> Right? And you know what's wild, too? Like, uh, just going on closers, blowing it, right? Roberto Osuna played in the Mexican League this year and got walked off on in the playoffs on a huge bomb. Huge bomb. Right? Guys give her bombs, man. It happens oh, all the time. Man. And it was, like, 96 of the letters. And yeah. this short, stubby guy went, yes! Like, over yeah. the, like, at the stadium. Oof. Oof. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, you got to execute, right? I still don't – you know, I'm just watching all this stuff again, right? Uh, because the sticky stuff and the spin rate things have changed, right? You know, the up fastball is getting hit now, right? And I want to know if they're going to – like, I just not don't see people trying to get the ball down again. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, Wainwright painted knees and spun spinners and did not play any tunneling game. Just went fast slow. Yeah.
1: Well, I think with a guy like that, you know, he kind of understands. What was Wainwright's top velocity in his career?
0: Uh, in his career? In his career. I'm pretty sure he was a 96, 97 guy. Him and Carpenter were. Yeah, I remember him and Carpenter being a really good one too, right? But, you know, but as you get older, you're Remember champion. all three guys the same? It was Michael Waka, Wainwright, Chris. hmm And then um, who
1: was that uh, – who is that like Latin kid that they had that they
0: kind of put to their bullpen? Then he was a starter. Um, oh, Carlos? Uh, was it Carlos Fernandez? Carlos Martinez. 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 Man, shout out, shout out, Alec, uh, um, Zach Armstrong, one of our interns with the uh, baseball. Re- He's our baseball reference. Oh yeah, there we go. So, what's up, dude? How's it going? There's a there's a baseball marketing guy right there.
1: So just one of the things that I didn't get to watch a whole bunch of the game last night, just the comment on the difference between his first slider that Chris Taylor swung and missed at, And the second slider, just from a visual point of view on the slow-mo, the first thing I saw was the size of the dot, like the size of the dot on that slider that hung was fat. So that's yeah. a ball that just didn't have max spin.
0: And you know, after well, a while, not necessarily. Tell me how, tell me how. Well, it, you can hide the dot. So if you could see the dot, it was spun incorrectly, which would also make it hang. Okay, so let's say that it's spun in a
1: pattern that it was not similar to the first one.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Whether It was too much or the wrong direction or not enough. However, it just didn't spin the right way, right? Right. The, the adjustment that I watched a guy like Wainwright would make, he would understand like, Hey, this is what's going to happen on this pitch right? So his ability to make a pressure pitch, right, is a little bit better than maybe a younger guy, because that guy is all gas, all caffeine, like, let's get it. I'm just here to just yeet the ball, right? And not <laughs> taking anything away from that guy, because he's, he's very good at what he does, right? But look at Corey Evil Knievel, right? Last night, he went like eight fastballs in a row to Harrison Bader, and then he throws the sword, right? But he throws one hot right? He looked like he was trying to get that top half of the zone, right? And then he throws the next one, just an absolute beautiful hammer. But he looked like a guy that he knew the mistakes that were available and he tried to minimize that because he's been there, done that. Dude, this Reyes, dude, give him two more seasons, maybe even one more season, right? He'll probably start to make those adjustments that great closers do, but that was what I noticed was just the spin, just immediately, like, I saw it out of his hand, and I was like, that's the hanger. He hit it, and I just threw my hands up. I knew it was gone, but <laughs> the, the base of it, I think, has to do with pitch recognition, right? Like, how fast you recognize that pitch is spinning incorrectly versus the one that was the sword versus, you know, the the guy who just goes up there see ball, hit ball. you know what I mean? Like, that's a much different thing. I agree. Like, I agree. Recognition's really, um, like, I, I talked to you about training reaction time in kids to help with their ability to recognize where the ball is, what's happening, right? You just got to get the brain to do that, that, that. Like, see a shape, respond to the shape as fast as possible, right? That's what Chris Taylor did
0: last night. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it, it, it definitely seemed like it. My guy, Brady, right here, has got it on slow-mo. So here's, let's talk about this. So I told you
1: before about, I went to, when I went to the school in New Mexico, they used to do simultaneous fastball curveball, right? And it was just, it it, it was so much on your brain because there's one ball coming at you that's breaking over the plate. Then there's like a fastball that's kind of coming middle. So these balls almost like intersect. It was an impossible drill, right? you should go one and then the other you shouldn't go like two at the same time. How the hell are you going to do that? That's like a crazy drill. Right? Right, right. But when it comes to like alternating the shapes last night, I was working with Mateus. Right. And we went real easy. I think I may have sent you the videos. I'm not sure if I did. Um, I can send it to you after, but it was, it was kind of based on a, a guy that I played high school baseball with when we won um, our, Northern California State, right? Dude, I think he was like 12-0 and 0 with like a one ERA, and the dude threw maybe 83, but he had a slider, a curveball, and a changeup that he could throw, right? Like you could ask anybody I went to high school with. We got into a situation where like put, put Alex in, put A.O. in. We're going to let A.O. take care of it. Dude, in the, in the championship game, our starter had a rough first inning. Like he got one out, loaded the bases – And we have the cleanup hitter up who's going to, like, uh, who's going to Cal, right? And we're like, oh, shit, okay. State championship game, take this guy out. Guy went a third of an inning, right? Tough day, right? Real tough day. AO comes in, goes six and two-thirds, gives up one run, and I think he had, like, nine or ten Ks, but he never threw hard. He just knew how to repeat his delivery, Mm -hmm. so the shapes always matched. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he right. wasn't overpowering. He just, he knew how to pitch. So oh, last night oh, I put Mateus oh, on a TP fastball and then a sword. It's on my right. story if you guys want to check it out right now. The sword is gross, but it pitches off the same tunnel off right fastball. Right. Fastball is easy to hit, right? Right. But the ability to recognize the shape is the hard part because one right. pitch you hit totally different than the other, right? But you have to be able to recognize the shape to create it. He did a decent job after the fact, after we made some adjustments, but the videos that you see, you guys can kind of see, like, dude, if you're not ready to recognize a pitch, even when you know it's coming, that sword's going to slice you and dice you. Right. You got to recognize the shape of the pitch, the spin. Like a guy like you, right? you're throwing like all the way up here, right? That shape is gonna be so big and then it's gonna have a sharp angle to it, right? You right. guys know what that looks like. If you've never seen that before, good luck. Good luck seeing that shape for the first time, right? It's gonna be hard, right? It's like if you take a geometry test and you're like, what the hell is this shape before? You only showed me triangles. Now this one's got like eight sides to it, right? I don't
0: know what yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So
1: it was like I inoculated him with the, the sword curveball. Off a machine where there's no bio rhythm, there's no anything for him to see how the shape is gonna work, right? Yeah. Then I throw BP curveballs to this guy, holy shit. Whack, whack, whack. Then we're doing randoms, he's able to recognize the difference, but it's not the same pitch, right? Cause it's not as sharp. I'm not a, I'm not a great pitcher. I can I can flip it, I can spin it, I can make it move to challenge you, right? I'm not going to throw a hammer like that machine, right? right. Where it breaks like this, right? But now that he's been inoculated, when he goes and plays travel ball, he's not going to be overwhelmed by like, "Whoa, that was a wicked break." He's like, "Okay, I know this game. I've seen this yeah. shape
0: before." Let's right, go. Right, right, right. Yeah, I've been talking a lot about memory lately. About that same thing. Like your your memory is more of what your athleticism is of recognizing of recognizing what is happening. You know. Make like, it
1: lazy. Make it so memorable. Like, oh my God. Oh wow! What a response by this guy.
0: Here. Oh yeah, this is Brian. Hey, Hi, Brian. Brian. Answer that. We'll find out what they need. Faces catcher has to figure out how to get him out. He hadn't thrown a slider all year. Guess what the kid got? Yeah. Like that's that's the long game, like that, right? Long game of. That's that's the fun part. Like, in, in advanced VP last night, we had that, right? So, gave everybody a bunch of heaters, and then we went straight into the game. I didn't even show them breaking balls because, like, they're pretty good, right? And so, we started talking about that. And there was one kid that was – you could see that he was confused. Like, he had never seen a, a down-angle fastball, right? He'd never seen spin rate or if you know, it's kind of moving like that. He's like, it's going up. That's what he kept saying. I go, no, yeah. it's not going down it's going down actually it's actually going down it's not going up and so he was confused because he just like missed the ball right and then like he was a big wrist roll guy and he was like really getting frustrated because I kept painting outside corner did you get it Um, and when I kept painting outside corner he was just he just felt like it was five feet outside and it was just this short state-of-the-body wrist roll thing and I'm like you got to ask yourself is it working? Like, if you swing and miss, in a, I'm throwing 72 from like 50, let's say 55 feet away, right? And you miss seven in a row, like what? There's a problem, right? So you got, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, is is it even working, or have you just been doing tee work the entire time? Where was like, the kid set up in the box? right like where he should be like but
1: like that's what I mean like maybe that's the wrong place for him maybe he should realize like hey I
0: don't know if I can hit the ball right here maybe I should try to move it up move it back no you know it, what I mean no it was no because it, it, we fixed it right we okay. fixed it in a, a low where you where you can expose the wrist roll through the zone yeah where it's not where you're like manipulating the shape of the barrel path right oh yeah I it's, felt that
1: yesterday when I was swimming. right
0: it, throw low fastball. Yeah. Show show low and away fastball and go hit this up. Watch what happens. And it's just yeah. like ground ball, ground ball, ground ball. And
1: like, yeah. So throw. So we're talking about body shapes, right? Like one of the things that I noticed is that like the amount of well, I'll just use technical terms that we've used already. Like the upper body's geometry that it has to make on a fastball is way different than it has to be on a breaking ball. Right? right. Like it, it's not like change your swing, but it's like, no, the ball is literally doing a different thing. Like, right. you can't hit it the same way. So you have to move your body differently. And, like, what you talked about with memory, right? That's super important because, like, that kid has to remember, hey, how did I hit that curveball that one time when I did do it? And if we don't, you know, expose them to curveballs all the time, we just have them hit
0: front toss and hit off the tee, they forget. Right. Well, and I. Oh, there's your competitive live-at-bat game, right? Um, Brady's going to college, and I'm excited to watch what he's going to do because I feel like he's the best version of hitting that I've seen him. Yeah, so it's fun to watch him grow inside of what he's doing. So, like, and he gets to go play the game, right? And then he gets to go be around up to see if they, like, learn from it and stuff because you don't even know, right, because you could get there because he's going at the break, too, so that's another thing, right? So he's got to be the new guy. Yeah. He's trying, though. He's going out early to try to, like, work out with the team, show his face, you know, let everybody know that he's coming. So, it's cool. I'm cool. I'm excited to watch him in follow following season. I'm hoping we can get some good highlights of him. You got to get, get him
1: to somehow wear a GoPro on his helmet. And he can really be like, you guys see this pitch? This is what it looks like, right? Because, like, some guys, like, 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 the idea of, like, a nasty curveball. Who's faced you? Like, you have to understand, right, like, what that looks like or else, like, you're not going to have any concept of how to hit it, right? So, right. it's a joke, right? You can't wear a GoPro when you go play, right? That'd be hard. Maybe in, like, but the catcher can, right? There's still a lot of movement, but, like, that would be really interesting to see a guy that can hit, a guy that can coach hitting, Right. To, to see their ability of like how they see the shape and then talk about it. That'd be cool, Brady. That'd be pretty cool. Podcast your own live at-bats. <laughs> Break them down. Just live stream it. Live stream. Dude, so there's a jujitsu guy named Keenan Cornelius. He, he's been doing jujitsu for probably 15 years. He might be 30. So he started at a really young age. Dude, he will talk while he's rolling with his students and telling them what they're doing and what he's going to do in response, and the people can't do anything. It's pretty fascinating. Like, he's yeah. commentating while he's rolling with you. Ah, you see that mistake you made? And then he finished. It's, it'd be like you telling somebody what you're going to throw, how they need to hit it, and they still don't do it.
0: So you- I, just, <laughs> I just did that in our uh, the new vlog that's coming out. Just a college kid. I just there was a kid that was running the photo next to me, and I knew that they were kind of buddies and faced each other. And I was like, "Do you know how to get this guy out?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I said, "How do you get him out?" And he goes, "I don't know." I was like, "So you just made it up?" And he's like, "He's like, well, I mean, I didn't know you were gonna ask another question." I was like, "Okay, how do I get this guy out?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I said, "Okay, he has a flat, right, and we know he's trying to like see ball hit ball." anything anything moves fast and late, he's just going to miss it, right? So we're just going to gap up first on the outside corner because he try tried to swing anything over there. If we miss for a ball, no. then we're going to throw a curveball as sharp as we can, right? And just hopefully it's a strike, but if it's a ball down, he'll probably swing at it because he has not swung or he's not – he's swung at the second pitch every time he's faced us. And this kid looks at me like, what and then i just do it i just pour a heater in there and then he takes it like twitchy like just uh and i'm like all right well he's swinging next pitch no matter what so then it's just bounce pass right and he just uh, gets mad and i looked at him and i go i could finish him off here but we're going to continue the chess match and i go full just max effort heater one foot off the plate I like it. he chases it with his eyes. I'm like, oh now you're done. Here we go. Right back to the bounce pass. See you later. And he swings at something like glass now in front of the plate. So when are you gonna go full offensive coordinator and put a
1: microphone in the kid?
0: <laughs> Just have your
1: spreadsheet. All right, we're gonna go. Like, that's like cause that's that's honestly what kids need to like see. You see how that worked? I did yeah.
0: see. And then I look I, – I turn around and I look at him, and he's like this with the with the iPad. like. Uh, and Eric's right there, and Eric's like, yeah, yeah, that
1: happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, the idea of moves to win. Have you heard of, uh, like, football coaches scripting their first, like, 50 plays or something like yeah. that? Right? Like, that's totally – like, you can roll with that. Like, you, you can roll
0: with that pretty well. well. I think in the pitch calling sequence, like, if we're going to get really good at, like, relaying information like why are we sending one pitch at a time like i don't understand like let's just send a series and everybody understand what we're doing and then we don't have to put fucking signs down and that's kind of what the quarterbacks probably understand with their head coaches and their offensive coordinators Well he's now if you hear them they're they actually have two plays called at the same time and the quarterback either runs the first player or the second and it's normally like i'm pretty sure it's pass run or I guess it depends on the offense, but I think if you hear kill or something like that, there's a lot of interesting strategy that happens that, like, I feel like baseball's missing out on. In like, we're being so obvious with our son. Uh, How is it? Like, I don't know if it's the idea
1: that baseball needs to be simple, but I think it also comes from the, like, what you and I talk about, the control factor. Like, people really just want it to be, like, moment to moment instead of just, like again, I I, I just love the martial concept. However you go, it's like there's slip counters. There's, I can parry counter. There's just, there's things you can do and you don't have to have a one track mind. Right. Like, because like what you talked about, like, what if that kid, instead of like, let's say that kid had a little bit more discipline that day. Like you knew what, like, you knew what you were going to throw, but Just that kid decided I'm going to be the best hitter I've ever been in this at bat, right? And he plays a great chess match, right? That sequence can still work, right? It's just because you know how to beat the flat swing, right? But if you're trying to constantly stay in the moment instead of sometimes just committing to your plan, right, you can make mistakes.
0: Yes, I agree. I totally agree. Well, and that's why Scherzer did throw the right pitch, but like in that situation, you can't be one knee down. Can't. I don't understand it. It don't make sense. I would like to see. Third in a do or die game. We got one knee down in the first inning, and we're getting travel balled. We're getting just. Come on, man. What are we doing? The thing that I think would
1: separate baseball when it comes to that strategy point of view is kind of what football does where they do more film studies at a younger age where it's kind of more of a requirement to, like, kind of see what's happening. Like, I don't know the the professional level when it comes to film study because I don't think it's advertised as much as you see, like, the room of college guys, right, or the room of high school guys. Like, I don't know anything about pro football. But those guys are literally seeing what they're doing and why it's a mistake more often. So perhaps that's an easier way to do strategy because, like, I know for a fact when I record myself and I watch it, I will correct what I can do faster than if I just try to feel it strictly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yes. So maybe that's a big thing. Maybe they're, like, I know the big colleges, right? They've got, like, shit, three or four cameras. they got one on each dugout, right? they probably got one behind the plate, right? So they, they're analyzing the game, right? Now, again, I'm not going to speak for those guys because I don't know their program, but – I would assume that they share some of that video with their pitchers and their hitters and their catchers and their fielders. So they can see like, you see what you did here? You should have done that. Or a coach watches it and they walk over to Johnny first round at Vanderbilt and they go, Hey, okay, this is what you got to do here instead of doing this, instead of just like, and I had this conversation with, um, on deck go to Matt Rose, our resident movement guy at TPC, And he talks about He goes, dude, you get your hand held through high school a lot, and then you get to college, and they just let go. So if you're not ready to let go, like, you're going to have real big trouble with adjusting to the next step of the game. But, like, dude, ground ball to second base. I shouldn't have to tell you at 18 years old where that ball is going. Right, if there's a guy on first and there's less than two outs. Roll the double fucking play if you can. Throw to first if you can't. You know that. Right? But we can see on film, hey, you approach this ball like this, that's why you only got one out. Instead of approaching it like this, we could have turned two. Instead of just drilling that all the time, show them in the game. Like mm-hmm. show them like that's your mistake. You can see guys miss blocks all the time. And then you see, like, Peyton and Eli, like we were talking about, hit that little rewind button, see him miss that block, and there it is again, and there it is again, right? So they're, they're watching the mistakes. They're seeing the game unfold, right? Right. I would love for ba- – and you do that pretty well with, like, your light at-bats. And, like, you can show guys, right, like, hey, see how he threw this pitch and what you did? Next time do this. Or see how he took that swing? Next time do this. So I right. applaud you for that because that's on that strategic hierarchy that we talk about, right. right? So
0: maybe that's what we need more in the baseball world. Some film stuff. Yeah, you know what? And I've been thinking more and more about it too. Like I think next time I go live at bats recently, I've just been like doing one of the battles, but I think I'm just gonna roll through games, like just roll through innings. Like because once you have the simulator, you know, just, like, you can just go through It, it doesn't matter, right? You don't need to worry about guys stealing. You just need to worry about, okay, I need to pitch in this situation like this to do it, right? So, you know, the mental grind of trying to get 27 outs too is hard, right? So, like, that—that that could that's probably going to be my next game. I might – ooh, that's a good idea. I should probably try to do, like – yeah. That's a, Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea because if I could do um, – Like the
1: infield-outfield version of 27 outs –
0: no, but also you just make it step ladders, right? So it's just like you start with twelve outs, and you go to twenty one, and then you go to twenty seven. Right? Level one, two, three. Right. Now you got a, bit of a workout, right? Because I mean, because then it can be like half. Oh, because then it can be fun, right? Because you can make more games out of it. Because right. max number of pitches in the place. What you're trying to do, right? I think I hit a hundred ninety three. Um, I'm a couple months. Ago, so that's the max right now. And then Zinger told me he hit freaking two twenty-three, which is just so many more than one ninety-three. It's a lot more. It's so many more. I couldn't imagine my like dude, 191 I was done like 92 and 3. It was just like just terrible. I, had,
1: I just had a great idea for 27 ounce. Right? And maybe you can take this with your, your force team, run it by your coaches right what if you had to do 27 outs but via actually pitching in an inner squad and you did that same game cuz my my biggest thing about the 15% goes with the infield outfield all right guys we got to get 27 outs throws up the fungo and he hits it and it's like but what if the pitcher strikes him out so you're going to make us assume that our pitcher just gave up a, a fucking barrel every
0: single time today.
1: Like, yeah, you know what?
0: That's actually genius if you think about it. Because it's because the problem with college practice, it takes too long, is because you have to re warm up. But if you just ran it consecutively with, like, okay, you're going to get 12 outs, which is four innings, then and you can't stop until you're like, like if you guys want to hit today, you yeah. got to
1: get 12 outs against this lineup and then you guys switch.
0: Yeah. You're right. Hey, let's write that down. Because then you can do because that's a, oh that's what it's called write that down it's called a um so you should do a nine yeah so it should be a nine out bullpen a three out bullpen a nine out bullpen a twelve out bullpen an eighteen yeah. one out bullpen
1: because like the
0: hardest thing
1: for a pitcher to do at a young age yeah, is to give up an extra
0: out and get out yeah. I think like one inning three inning you know what I'm saying so it's just options mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you heard, but,
1: like, right, again, I'm sorry. no, 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 no. The I just said, yeah. that... Write that down! <laughs> Write that down! <sighs> the, the hardest thing that I think a kid has to deal with is uh, giving up an extra out that's not your fault, right? Like, your shortstop does make an error, right? Like, or the guy just beats it out, right? The guy just makes a, the guy just runs it hard. Yeah, you know, something like that happens, right? But
0: the younger oh, and younger of an age, it what? You, you just took me to Arizona. There was four children. We're playing. You know, we got these really stud 12-year-olds. and they, Like, it's not, it's honestly not fair because they're so close and the bats are so high. These kids swing it so fast. And this third baseman took this shot off the ankle. And he had just enough time to, like, cross over step. It was late, and it took a it took a foothold to turn on him, and he couldn't get his glove to him, and just whacked him in the ankle. And I was like, oh! Yeah, and then it just ricocheted. Foul territory down the line, and you can see him just like, ah, oh. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, ouch. But
1: that's an extra out, like, like yeah, that's exactly. that's a part of the game, dude. Like, like,
0: shoot, man, like you could that could be the one barrel you give up all game. You know, it's so funny to watch too. Like, I'm thinking about it now, like how those bats sign and like how these in these games because these kids just get on top of the plate, keep their hands inside. The it's a paddle, right? It's just a, it's that big red. stick. You know what I mean? They don't have to do nothing. They don't have to pull on or create anything, right? It would just be so much better if it were just bats. Oh, my God. It, it would
1: honestly, like, it, it would really be interesting to see at this point the difference between the Little League bats when I played Little League because they're trying to reduce the velocity in the bats now. Like, right. I still don't know how much it really – like, because now – I don't know, again, I'm not a travel ball coach, right? But they have Little League bats, and they have travel ball bats, then you have, like, Little League travel ball bats that go together, but you can't use it at this tournament and that tournament. It's like, can we just all agree on one bat? It doesn't have to be the bat, right? But just, like, how big can the barrel be? How much can it weigh? What is this made out of? And let's work from there. Like, do you remember Combat, the company? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. When that bat first came out, when I was in Little League, it was the dumbest thing. Right. Like, he just went, and it went 300 feet. It was amazing, right? Yeah. And then the Easton stealth, right? But, like, I'm not comparing those drop threes and these big men in college. Like, you remember Matt Clark from LSU? Dude, hit, like, 40 home runs
0: as a D. I played college baseball in this era. I'm deathly afraid of those. Like, the amount of mile an hour shots over your head is just dude, wild. When LSU won
1: in 2007, that was like one of the last years that, like, you could really see, like, dude, these guys are hitting balls like routinely 470 with metal bats, yes. right. and it's, dude, this, it, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not comparing that metal to the little league metal, but these kids are hitting balls from the like, slate. How did that happen? Like, that ball just jumped off your bat, and totally. you're this big, right? It, totally. it just it concerns me with their. It, it would be like making kids jump on the lanes and then tell them to go play basketball on a hardwood floor. It's it's not the same thing. It's you can't dunk anymore. You got to earn it. You know, like you got to get up there.
0: Right. Totally. That's hilarious.
1: It's really what it's like. These basketballs are literally trampolines.
0: Right. 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 Okay, so we got to go. Let's go to the other game. Okay. We got to get to the uh, the other wild card game. What was the other one? No exit
1: velo, no launch angle, just good hard-nosed oh. baseball. Oh. oh no, <laughs> I don't even just... know what that means.
0: I mean, just Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole throwing change up first inning in Fenway. What are you doing? I
1: heard a great What quote. are you doing? I heard a great quote from uh, a guy at our facility. He goes, Garrett Cole looks like a sad puppy to I was like, oof. It's
0: not the the mental Dude, There's a couple videos videos that came out today of some fans roasting him in the bullpen as he's getting hot. And, you know, in Fenway, they're, like, right here. Like, the fans are right there at the door. While you're getting hot, they're on you. And they are just the moment. Apparently, the moment he walked out, they were chanting his name. They were just chanting, Garrett Cole, like, from the bullpen. Like, just psychological warfare. Who do they play now? The Red Sox. They play the Rays.
1: Poof. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. That's going to be a soup. Hey, Giants and Dodgers have never played in the postseason. How the hell does that happen? I feel like the Red Sox and Yankees play all the time. The right,
0: right, right.
1: Like how did... What kind of a, like... How did that yeah. happen? Right.
0: Oh, right. Well, I mean, I guess... When one was good, the other one was bad, right? I guess that's such bad.
1: But that's kind of a trip to think about that,
0: like to think about
1: how the balance of power has really shifted to where now they're quite literally two of the best teams of all time. Right. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It's like, um, so I posted this a while ago where it talks about how good one player can really be, and it was when Barry Bonds went from Pittsburgh to San Francisco. They won like thirty-five more games. They went from like sixty and night, like just something like gargantuan, where it's like, dude, that guy's that good. I agree. I posted a reel of him on my yeah. on my story. Look at my story; it's a great reel,
0: for sure, for sure. Dude, the ball Stanton hit that was a single. I love how like everybody got mad. Like, there's no way he was that ball anyway.
1: How far oh, did he hit it? Like a
0: thousand miles an hour. It was
1: wow. a good game. I and didn't that, want like, any of that game. I'll be completely
0: honest. Oh, dude, the highlight—you should. I'll send. I'll text this to you. It's amazing. It'll get you everything you need. You'll get. You'll see the the cold change up here. That's been. Oh, and he pre-gripped it. Oh my! I God. have.
1: You're- I have one final question for you before I gotta get going but I got to ask you about performance, right? I wanted to ask you about performance from a guy that runs a facility and that runs a team, right? So when you onboard a guy, right? Somebody's either they're new on your team or they're new in your facility, right? It takes some time for them to get their performance gains. And one of the things that I've been trying to get is um, getting guys to try to I liked what you said a while ago, which is like guys come in and they tell me how they did this weekend. They go negative, 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 right? And then you go, no, 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 I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about the positive stuff, right? So I just wanted to hear about your take on performance when you get a new kid, right? And you are developing them. And they don't have to be bad, right? They could just be a kid that's new and that they're really good. How are you getting them to start to buy into those positivity-type affirmations so they can progress instead of, like, keep relaying the negative?
0: Well, you got to – a lot of it starts with, like, ownership uh, and making sure they understand that, like, it's their – you know what I mean? Like, you threw the ball. And so, you know, you have to empower them with that and the realistic, you know, idea of, of strategy and what's working, what's not, you know? Once again, last night of NCP, like, oh, a curveball scout. Yeah. And you literally miss it. There's, you have to ask yourself, like, you know, what, what were the, was the idea of whatever you were trying to do, whether you were swinging down or not, like, did it work, right? And so we get caught up in, like, you know, even people put in the word the grind and the, the showing up aspect of what it is, but, like, that's just not enough. Like it's it's just not enough. Like I, we all know that guy. It's the nicest dude that runs the hardest, that that works out the hardest, right? But he can't hit, can't throw. Yeah, it's a liability, right? And that and that just is not how the games played. You can't be a liability, and if you understand that, not like reducing chances of being a liability come with increased skill set, then then you will play more. You know? This is why there's no more third basemen in travel baseball. They're all third basemen. They're all for short steps. They rotate every day. They rotate every inning. Right? Because they should, they should play everywhere. You're not, you're not a third baseman. You're a baseball player that can catch the ground ball and get it to first base before the guy gets it strategy so that's what we, we just try to make sure that and there's just it just takes a long time to become good at this it takes months if not years to really really get good at this and it's all very very sensitive so the repetition of, of what it is has to be calculated and and so we just have to it's a message we constantly you know talk about and probably make a post Something and put it in here somewhere. So we can constantly talk about you know, trying to win the game. You play to win the game. You play to win. You win the game at all costs, including strategy. Strategy is one of those things. You're allowed. You're allowed to strategize about what you're trying to do. Maybe that'll be a shirt. Baseball is a strategy game.
1: It's Dungeons and Dragons, but it always lasts three hours.
0: Like. Derek Cole trying to go up fast, not using sticky stuff on flat swing tiles What are you doing? Paint the knees. Paint the you ninety-eight miles an hour. You can't paint knees? Guys That's are these. guys are following data for their strategy and just not, you know, paint. Makes it. no sense. Makes no sense. Ninety-eight. Dude, when he was at student I remember like he used to have that little dude maybe down there. Maldonado and Maldonado would have that big chest and have that glove. And Cole would just spot it at his thumb. And you see him just go, wham, ha. hitters are getting pissed because he's getting the down. You can't give him that down fastball. What are you talking about? Paint. Hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just just don't see it. I just, I I threw balls. If I threw balls, they throw balls, they leave the yard. Just like what's happening now. It right. makes sense too because I wasn't as much a sticky guy and understood what it did, right? I didn't understand it gave you the extra ten rate. Right? So of course right. you get right. Of course you can get away with it when they let you get away with it. But what happens when it goes back to where it was, right? Doesn't make sense, right?
1: I love it. Well anyways, hey, great podcast. I appreciate the the time with you and always, always. So hey, um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Crush the intro once again.
0: Yes. Let's see where we can can go and get it. Here. Let's get the outro into it. There it is. (laughs) Vibing. All right. uh, Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. You're the man. Have a good day. Keep changing lives. Keep changing the world, my guy. Hope to see you soon.
1: We'll see you soon, big dog. Yeah. Sounds good. See you. Later,
0: guys.